I am unashamed. What about you? So one thing we discovered, Jace, that um, it's just last week we went to the for our Robertson family vacation, which is uh, really interesting because for all the years we've been going, which is that what twenty five years now, probably since your kids were 20, little, twenty five years. Yeah, we've been going out of the beach together, and of course when we were younger, we used to play baseball and football on the beach and that you know volleyball now now we don't do anything but golf well yeah well i mean the kids still play but i'm saying like we're now the old guys that we don't well i I missed the memo on the entire proceeding (laughs) well we called them for years ebp everybody but phil that's what we call our summer vacation it's weird that you've never gone on vacation i remember i asked you about it one time you remember i said you coming i mean it was 25 years ago and you said, yeah, what's your, ha- well, no, he you- said half naked women, 100 degrees, salt in the water, and sand. And, and not a tree and, in sight. Not a tree in sight, and sand everywhere. And every orifice was the way. You said, I'm, I'm out. I was like, huh. so that sounds hellish to me. <laughs> I forgot that part. Yeah. <laughs> so that's but what- I'm, I'm, I'm saying, but if you fetch what? That's what fires you up. Get after it. <laughs> well, you want to hear something interesting? I went to the beach this year. Of course, they say, you know, coronavirus, six feet apart. You know, Florida's beaches were not open. We were in Alabama. So <laughs> yeah. we go down there, and what I found out later after an investigation, some of our female family members didn't like us being so far from the action from town. Because we might stand way out. We're way out because we fish and play golf. All, all the golf courses we've played through the years, we used to play them all. Well, now we just have one. Which Be- is named Peninsula, by the way. If you're ever down there in that area, hey, Gulf I, Shores, it's awesome. I endorse that. Look, it, the course is awesome. They have 27 Going holes. Going back to your word, action. What exactly is the action that you don't want to get away from? Well, now you've asked me to get in the mind of our female family members, which (laughs) Which is dangerous. I don't even attempt at this stage of my life. I'm just saying. Here's what I I looked up and thought, well, this traffic's bad. You know, I thought the coronavirus, there wouldn't be anybody out here, you know? And I thought we were staying way out. Which is where we normally stay. And I'm like, the women have made a decision here. And, and the perfect storm happened. There's I don't want to embellish, but it seemed like a million people. Well, they I'll tell you what had, they they estimated was seven hundred fifty thousand. So you're pretty okay. close. Okay, seven hundred fifty thousand people have descended on this beach that I'm right in the middle of in a house. Look, there's a condo on the right, full, and a condo on the left. Now this is supposed to be, I think, this is supposed to be the way. Grown adults, family structures have fun. You so fun is is fun. The the is that yep. the word we're looking for? Is that what so, we're doing here? Yeah, escape. Or we just well. so here's what happened. So I walk out. <laughs> I thought, boy, there's a lot of people. Here. I'm waiting for the fun part. <laughs> well, I'm getting there, sort of. And so I walk out on my the balcony there, and as soon as I do, you know, somebody hollered, "Dynasty!" 
And I thought, oh, were boy. Were they nice about it or were they flipping you the bones? Se- no. Seem nice, fans. but yeah. I would say inebriated, possibly. <laughs> That's Now we're getting toward so the then, action. There's the action. some fun, I guess. I looked to the right, and there's a guy that had a long lens camera, and he... I'm, I'm sitting on you know on the back. He starts taking pictures, and I thought, okay. So what happened after that is I never set foot on the actual beach in a week. <laughs> I never, which is not super unusual for you to be fair. You don't. No, I'm go going down to the beach to have fun, but there's people with spy glasses looking from other yeah. areas at what I'm doing yeah. sitting here. Some guy he's half drunk hollering. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still mm. waiting on the let's have when we're gonna have some fun. Well, so I went fishing. Look, here's what I did. I'm telling you, I was quarantined in the at, at the house uh, at the beach. Right. That was basically what I instead of being quarantined here, I was just quarantined at the house. But then I would leave when everybody else was sleeping. That's when I was moving around. So I would go fishing. I'd get there, you know, before six. And then when the people started showing up, you know, I'm yeah. I'm gone. And, and then out. I went metal detecting at night, late night, because there wasn't anybody around. So actually, I and we play golf every day. And we play golf every day because at the golf course they they just take care of us. And most they're, people they're that great. play golf, they don't care. They don't even want a picture. You know, they're duck whatever. You know, they don't care. Well, I they're mean, there to play golf, really. They yeah, they're like just be fast and. Get out of our way, and so uh, and the people there treat us really nice. But I, I love that course. Yeah, and, and you always played well there because you had, you had kind of been struggling here, and then all of a yeah, sudden you step foot on that course, it, you start hitting the ball. I hit the ball better than I have in years. I yeah, you did. Al. That fits our game. It does, and it's kind of fun because we're competitive. It's the brother, and plus another thing, Jay's is your your boys. But they hadn't been there in a while because school in and all these other things. So it was fun for me to get to play with them again because they're both good golfers and you know just being around them. You know, I, I thoroughly. So you're enjoy. looking for it, the, the epicenter is the beach. Yeah, y'all are playing golf, which is yeah. not on the beach. The beach is just a backdrop for us. So well, so, right. It looked fun. So you, so you're looking for a, a part of planet Earth where that's what. It's it's an ambiance, a backdrop to what what would you ask? Well, it's, it's where us all been together. But here's the I thing: mean, you can that, play golf up here. You well, can, look, yeah, right. It's just us doing it together. But, you go down there. You're not on the beach. You're out there in the golf course. So <laughs> all right, let me tell you my favorite parts of this because we're all together. Of course, you got forty something people in one house, which, which is, we're getting too big. I'm right? trying to to make sure that during the your explanation of what the vacation is about. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to air fix, quote fix it in my own mind where I'm not some kind of fuddy dud. <laughs> well, because, right, it, know, it's I'm, an I'm unselfish act. It, well, uh, it's an unselfish act for the most part at the beach. Now, we get to do, you know, selfish things like playing golf and fishing. Well, things we like to do. Yeah, but I'll admit, while I'm at the house, I'm only there to just – be with the family because I'm not getting any we eat enjoyment. Breakfast every morning, which is fun. Which look sidebar, Miss K, you know, had surgery. She's doing which was the bummer because the first time we've all gotten together because Jeff's been out of whack living in Texas. This year we finally got everybody back in the house, and of all things, Mom who loves it and her sister, she gets this clogged artery and yeah. has to have surgery, and so she had to miss it. And so breakfast, when she does the biscuits, is one of the favorite times. But this year – Well, right, but – but and Just we remember, and, and, while y'all are at the beach having fun, 
I'm with the Why two old, I'm with the two old women, and and I'm running with the old women. So, well, because so she K, had her surgery, <clears throat> and I yeah. want to say we appreciate the prayers, and she's yes. doing she's really doing well. awesome. By the way, thank you. For but that. we missed her. But you know what? You'll find fascinating, which I I was I was really impressed. You had three girls rose up. Nobody appointed. No, you know they just they said we're going to carry on Miss Kay's tradition. And we're going to cook biscuits, homemade biscuits, every morning because they had helped mom in the past. Mom does it that. with the granddaughters. Actually, I was, was basically yeah. every day. Uh, Ms. K being here, uh, I was basically tending the wounds of your mother while y'all were out. Yeah, and they were quite extensive. Quite extensive. Yeah, she had the. I was changing the bandages. But I wanted oh, yeah. to tell you this. So you got BK, who's how old is BK? BK is twelve, and she's mom's great. She's twelve. She yeah. looks. That's my granddaughter. Younger, and you had Scylla, who was. She's uh, about thirteen. These are all 14. nicknames. So thirteen. So she's thirteen. Well, then Karina. Yeah. Who Mia had taught her. Yeah. At our house, how to do it. So she was familiar. She's Jace's sort of adopted daughter we've talked about before. She's yeah, from Nicaragua. She's, she's she's my Nicaraguan acquired daughter. And uh and she's awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh she she laughs every time I say Nicaragua because I have trouble <laughs> saying that because you know, us being from this culture, every every word we say, we say it slowly. What do y'all but Everything she says is fast. I was, I was laughing there yesterday because you, you weren't there. We had that steak that Jake cooked for us. Yeah. And I said, well, Karina, what do you think of that steak? And she said, it's so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I've noticed. <laughs> I mean, what, I was like, I said, say it again because it was good. Every I'm time like, I so talk delicious. to her and we start, you know, goofing about or whatever, I get into my Nacho Libre voice, <laughs> which is because I, I don't know if I'm trying to be funny or. <laughs> what does but, it sound so cool to you? You're just trying to sound like them. I yeah, I guess so. But we have a lot of fun. But they, so they made the biscuits every morning. I think it's my favorite part. I mean, for me to wake up and go down there or just come in from fishing, and here's this three young girls cooking biscuits for 40 people. And me and I mean, Jay, would, we had two griddles, so we're cooking two and a half to three pounds of bacon every morning. Because, you know, a well, lot of pretty bacon. important point. <coughs> Pause for cough. <laughs> Uh, I guess a pretty important point to bring up at this point is that uh, my sociologist, uh, Sociology 101, they split the human race, which is all there is, human race. They split that into three separate races, unbeknown to them and unbeknown to me. I'm looking at what they're saying. This is when you were in college? In college. I put on my the test— you know, okay, Caucasian, uh, they had it, uh, uh, Negroid and Mongoloid. They had th- those were the three answers that you had to put on the test back in the 60s. I don't know what they're saying now, there's no idea. No, no, you couldn't even. Well, now it. they just attach it is everything. Yeah, right. Asian it's American. interesting that the our family structure includes. They're just human beings. Sure. Some live way down there in Nicaragua, and the other one lives in Taiwan. <laughs> well, well, well brought yeah. them all together under one head, even we Jesus. We have Asian inside the, Yeah. And inside two, Ar- two, two African-Americans. Yes. Right. And inside our family structure, most people would say, well, at least they were, they were wise enough to get different races. But to us, it's just one race. Right. We're, we're all human beings here. Right. Taiwan— 
human being, the little girl, then the Gus, the little little African American boy. You say <laughs> he ain't little. Y'all look at him like this. he's some kind of African American. No, no, I, human beings. I don't notice. Look, from one man, God made every nation of men, determined yeah. the time set for them, exact places they should live. He did that so men might reach out and seek him, perhaps find him, though he's not far from each one of us. I just make that point for people to understand. We don't view our fellow man as as groups of right. race. Races, well, especially with biblically speaking, that's not in the Bible. Well, and even family speaking, which is interesting. <coughs> We're all human beings. So, by the way, <coughs> this we also not only did we not only did we lose mom this year, but Willie didn't come because he came out and cooked some for y'all, and so he didn't come this year. And what's funny because Willie is the only one that in the past has cooked from his family because Corey can't cook. No shocker here. She'll tell you that if she was here, she can't cook. So, but it was really interesting this year. So, uh, Rebecca, who is who is Willie's kind of Asian version of Karina for you guys. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. She's the exchange student that never left. She took it upon herself. The first time they got there, she and Corey went down to the Asian market in Pensacola, drove down there, loaded up, and then we had like an Asian night. We it had dumpling. It was delicious. It really she was. has developed into a good little cook. So I thought about it. We had a whole other, to your point, we had a whole other flavor come into the family this year, even with the, with the food. I have a funny story. Uh, Phil, you'll like this. If you notice, my beard's a little darker today. You notice this? Y'all didn't notice. Shocker. I'm seeing it now a little, little. It's little, a little darker. And that, here, that, that'll hold you for about another three, four, five years. Then that's that's over. Here's here's why I did this. So I'm on. We're on vacation. I hadn't seen Gus. I guess since what is he four now? Yeah, he's four. And uh, so he comes over there. He's having trouble with a uh, with something. And Jessica had already told him. Because Jet was gone doing something. She said, look, if you don't be good, you know, Uncle Jace over there is a world-class thumper. You know, of course, he called it flicking. And he will <laughs> thump you if you don't behave, you know. So he's already had looked at me, you know. And, and Dad made, used to be a thumper. He yeah, made up. that connection. She was using me. I was like, that's fine. Use me for peace and order because that's really all you want. In the- so, look, he comes over hours later, and he said, Papa Phil – and I thought he was going to tell me something about you. And he was like, Papa Phil. I was like, are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm not Papa Phil. <laughs> he said, Papa Phil. And then he starts talking. I'm like, he thinks I'm you. <laughs> so I thought, you know, I told Missy, I said, next time you go down here on these stores, we got I got to do something here. This is getting ridiculous. Yeah. So I thought you would like that story. And when you find, when you start getting mistaken for dad, let's take a quick break. So one of my favorite uh, sponsors for our podcast is a group called Duke Cannon. And I like because they kind of got a lot of really tongue-in-cheek funny things they put on their boxes uh, mm-hmm. and stuff. It's a very great American company. And, and it's soap. I wonder why they chose us. I don't know, but they keep sending us soap. Do you think it's maybe something specific for us three? They just looked at us and said, send them some soap. <laughs> yeah, some people, have you noticed, and we qualify, we just look like we stink. And, what, what, and I have to say, being around you two, sometimes it's true, especially during duck season. Oh, there's no doubt. Phil doesn't wash his clothes during duck season because he thinks that they're less warm. 
right. which is disturbing it's and not true. High-powered detergent, too much of that, and you just it, – it takes – it rots your So plums. guess what? People send you soap because of your views on that. I'll well, that's right. I'll try. What does it do? Well, smell that. Smell that. I'm just trying to smell that. I mean, that smells pretty good to me. And you know what's interesting, Dad? They use Budweiser beer in this particular soap. Huh. And we did. We had one. Jason and I tried one. Jason, have you, have you tried the bourbon one yet? I have not tried it So yet, I sent that home with Jace to try it. But it's a, it's a really good. It's just a manly smell. But, but I've never been much of a drinker, so this is actually appealing to me. Well, that's right. You don't have to drink the Budweiser. You just wash it off. Yeah, and I'm getting it on, <laughs> which is a huge difference. I haven't partaken of any beer for years. I wonder uh, if they have a disclaimer. You know, Redneck USA beer down there. probably wouldn't hurt you. This is not it. for eating. Yeah, this don't is, eat it. Don't eat is, the soap. <laughs> don't wash your later. mouth out. Thank me. Yeah, <laughs> this is a kid's dream. Oh, go wash your mouth out with soap. Ooh, okay. Get the beer soap. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, check these guys out. Uh, Father's Day is coming up. We've got some great products for dads from Duke Cannon. they got their Patriot collection. we got the beer soap. we got beard balm. we got beard oil. All that fits us perfectly. Uh, you can create your own bundle. they got a lot of really cool stuff. So you need to check these guys out. Uh, one of the things we need you need to know is that Duke Cannon partners with Active Duty Military to develop and review products as well. So that's one of the reasons why we like these guys. Uh, they're into beards. We like that too. So visit DukeCannon.com and use the promo code Phil. You get 10% uh, you get 10% off your entire order. So it's DukeCannon.com. Use the promo code Phil. Free shipping with all orders over 20 bucks. Look out a portion of proceeds benefits u.s veterans there you go they're big on veterans and so are we and you now have a line if someone says hey you want a beer you can say no i'll wear it (laughs) so i wanted to uh to comment uh just thank you guys we've been getting a ton by the way thank you to uh unashamed nation uh you guys uh because of you uh, we this week, this past week, we're number fifteen in the nation uh, in all podcasts, which we've always done well in the kind of religious spiritual. Is category. that big? That's big. I mean, we well, were not right. according to that guy that said, "If you're not first, you're last." <laughs> well, I guess so. It is. <laughs> we were two twelve, and now we're fifteen. So I don't know. But anyway, it's because of you, and I know you've been telling people about it. So I just want to say thanks. And of course, we revealed Phyllis the last couple of podcasts, and a lot of you have watched that and sent comments. And I wanted to, there was a letter that came from one of our listeners, and I just wanted to share one little bit of it um, with all you guys today because I thought it was really good just to kind of show you his perspective. He he told me about a family situation that he had that was sort of similar to ours but different, where there was a a family member that you know someone had died, and so it was kind of like a disconnected family. And then that when they tried to connect. <clears throat> He was saying that his grandfather, who had this daughter that you know wasn't with his with his wife, uh, just never could make it happen. And the the girl was really bitter because he married again. And uh, this is from Ian. Thank you, Ian, from the for your note. Um, and then he said that when his grandfather passed away, his dad was the executor of the will, and he had to track down this half sister. And um, he said that she said, "Well, I'm probably not going to get anything, so why does it even matter?" And so he makes the point that even after all those years, and now the grandfather had died, and you know we've moved way beyond anything else. And of course, there, his point in the note he sent was there was no God present. 
in any of the conversation. Yep. The grandfather was not a believer. And so he sent me, and he said, so after all these years, it, the whole situation just ended in bitterness. The, the girl was bitter. The family was bitter. And he said, I know it's not the same, but I just want to tell you guys and show you how thankful I am that Christ was at the center of everything you guys are talking about. He said, because the ending obviously was so different. And so I appreciated the note because it just, it, it kind of reminded me that that's what's the most important part, you know, of something like this happening. Cause it was, you know, like as we described, it was pretty traumatic for us. So thank you for all the notes you sent about it. You guys have really um, been super positive and, and that's been a good thing. So I thought that went really well. Well, Phil, you read that act 17, you know, I think with, with what's happening you know, in the news where I'm sure everyone, even me, I don't even watch the news, but you know, <laughs> while we were on vacation, we see the riots going on every night and, and, you know, just the appalling event that caused all this. And what's interesting is, you know, one of our family members is a, is a cop and one of our new, your, your new grandson. He, he yep. was saying the proper procedure you know, because we were watching the video, and he was like, because he was mad, not only obviously for this injustice, but there was another police officer standing next to this. He was like, it's his responsibility. Of course, he, he had his brother get down, and he actually showed us <laughs> how, what the proper, he was what, showing, what you're he taught. He was showing the holds and how you're supposed yeah. to do this. Oh, and yeah. we were watching the video. And uh, so, you know, obviously like everyone else with – you know, just who's watching this year, appalled that this happened. Of course, then what usually happens in our society is, you know, you got a right to, you know, protest, and you should be protesting. It's ridiculous. And you look at the African American community, you don't, you understand why they're, why they're hot because mm-hmm. you're like, I mean, I could be a black guy walking down the street. Next thing you know, I'm dead because they think I'm somebody else. I, I'm not sure what. I never heard the exact details. I think they thought he was somebody else or investigating. Something to do with the he was he had counter had some counterfeit money, but I don't know if it was a misidentification. I'm not sure the the well. That's what I heard, but who right. knows? You know, <laughs> but uh, but then you escalate this. This becomes escalated where it goes from protest to yeah, we need to get some justice. This is terrible, and we all agree, you know. And then it's like these groups come in who are anti-america or whatever and then they start doing things that are exactly what just happened yeah they're attacking and killing you know homeowners because they're white or business owner you know and they're and you're like what the heck is going on here i think the answer to your to your the the quandary is this correct me if i'm wrong I've heard no one in the news media, not once, maybe I missed it, maybe y'all have, I've not heard one person say a word about sin. The definition of sin is everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. First John chapter three, verse four. And everybody sins whether they are a police officer or but not. But if you take sin out of the equation, you're going to have a hard time grappling 
with what exactly is going on here. I have seen some, just as you're giving us that next passage, that I've heard, I'd say at least three different people that were guests. One of them is an African-American guy running for Congress, I think, in Minnesota. He used the word evil quite a bit. Yeah. In other words, he put it in a good and evil context about behavior, obviously, which started with the police officer that did this and started this. By the way, this guy had killed somebody before. In the line of duty, well, and yeah, and then there was a case, and they didn't prosecute him. They so. said about eighteen charges brought against him at some point. But you right. still but, have have things that happen, and then who is that that said ten percent of life is what happens, and ninety percent how you respond? Look, lock him up, you know, for life. What you know, if it's found out that you know right. he's he's killed another man for whatever reason. I mean, obviously, when I had. The description of how he should have been performing his duty, and he's not doing that yeah. without knowing his motives for whatever reason. He's broken well, then you, the the cycle, and, and he has no regard for human life. Or I mean, he's treating him just like a you know piece of trash here. Right. You know. So yes, the guy should be. You know, throw the book at him. Right. I and mean, just in the fair part is we wouldn't paint the brush for all police officers to to function like this man did. And I don't uh, paint the broad brush of all these protesters are all thugs. They're not. That's right. A, a lot of people, and I understand they should be protesting because of what happened. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It's, it's the shame of it is the same bad actors, as they've been calling them, like this police officer mm-hmm. started out, is these people that are committing all this violence. Uh, and what's sad is it, it, against these communities. I mean, you know. These, oh, it's terrible. But it's Phil's awful. right. Look, when you, when you keep sin and ultimately grace – as the high points of which we all participate in or would like to participate in, when you think about where the line is crossed, I mean, I you know, breaking into businesses and all, we're never going to condone that. But you know what? I understand. You're mad, and rightfully so. And, uh, you know, if you destroyed property, I wouldn't condone it, but I would understand it. But when you start stealing and just taking it to your house and watching it, and and on the way you deck somebody because they're a different color, well, wait a minute here. We're we're back to sin again. We just had a vicious cycle. Well, you got to remember, if you witness a sin, the policeman with the knee on the neck overdid it, way overdid it. You say, you know, tie his feet, tie his arms behind him. Three, four of you get him. Throw well, him they in have the, a protocol that throw he didn't follow. Throw him back follow. in the car, and let's get to go to go to the jail for whatever happened. We'll clear it up on whether the twenty dollar bill was bogus or not. So that's what he should have done. But he sins. Well, everybody <clears throat> watching it, as soon as that got in the news media, the response to that was more sin. In other yeah. words, well, th- this is a way yeah. to remedy what just happened. To this unfortunate man, this is the way to remedy it. So they take off, and they're going to show us what it's like, what the remedy should look like. Well, I'm looking up, and I'm seeing looting, robbery, burglary, and uh, throwing rocks, busting people's heads, and burn the whole thing down. That's our response to sin, more sin. Yes, yeah, bad. So I'm just looking at it saying, you know, they can say what they want to, but I think this is going to end up being, and it always has, being a spiritual fix. In other words, hang on, Dad. Before you read that text, let's take a break. 
Okay, so one of our sponsors, Helix. What is the full Helix name? Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep. Simple. Yeah. They send me a bed, and I went through the whole system. I did it myself. You know, nobody else. So it's pretty easy. It's like a two-minute quiz. Yeah. Yep. They, they're like, you know, do you sleep on your right side, left side, you know, whatever. So we do it. So the bed comes in, and at the same time that my son got home from college, so he's like, do you want me to set that up for you? I was like, great. This is, I mean, I thought. Well, raise this one, right? I have raised this son <laughs> properly. So, of course, he sets it up, gets it all ready, and I'm like, well, where is it? And he's like, well, I have it down in my room. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to test the bed that my son has now upgraded <laughs> his bed. <laughs> it was falling apart. <laughs> and so I'm like, give me a full report. And he said, oh, I'm sleeping like a baby. <laughs> so there's your report. So according to Cole, uh, yeah. that's Jason's son, Helix Sleep is the way to go. The Good. boy is sleeping like, and he loves He to loves sleep. to sleep. I know that. Yeah, he does. So you can go to helixsleep.com slash unashamed. You take their two-minute quiz, and they're going to tell you what all uh, that you need to know. They've got a 10-year warranty. You can try it for 100 nights, which is a long time. Okay. That's you know, a third of a year. He's a weekend. So. Re- oh, there you go. So he's, he's, got a ni- he's got 90 nights to go. Uh, it's risk-free. They'll come pick it up if you don't love it, but apparently it already sounds like Cole's not giving up this bed. So Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders, and two free pillows for our unashamed listeners. That's a pretty cool deal. $200 off and two free pillows. HelixSleep.com slash unashamed. Save your $200 and start sleeping like coal. After the Apostle Paul, you say the guy who wrote what you're going to read here, was he he free of sin? Was he a sinful man? Oh, he was... According to him, he said, I'm the worst sinner. He's the one writing this. Since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God. uh Uh-oh. There's a whole group of individuals. Uh, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. And the list is they become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They're full of envy, murder. You see one murder and you commit more. You get into strife, deceit, malice. They're gossip, slanderers, God, haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They disobey their parents. They're senseless, faithless, heartless, and ruthless. It's a mob taking off and just burning the thing down after you steal everything you get your hands on because we saw someone sin. We're going to show you how to handle it. Well, although they know that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these things, but they approve of those who practice them. That's one text. This sinful man, the Apostle Paul, wrote that. He drops down, that's chapter 1 in Romans. You get to chapter 2. God will give to each person according to what he's done. Here's the goal. Here's the facts. For those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he'll give eternal life. But for those who are 
self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there'll be wrath and anger. There'll be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. But listen to this, glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does good, first for the Jew, then for Gentile, the whole human race. You say, so you see something bad happen, and you add to that more bad. You're like, we're going to show you how to get out of this. Well, it never works. You know what I mean? This is the way we'll get justice. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, wait just a minute. I mean, you're doing the same things that you're rebelling against. You saw a murder, so let's go out and, and now, murder. And let's go so, out and murder, yeah. rob, and whatever, and burn the whole thing down. Well, you end up with charred buildings, nowhere to shop, and you say, what, 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 what happened to our community? Some fool will walk up and say, y'all burn it down. After yeah. you stole everything you get your hands on, you burned it down. We don't have a community anymore. Y'all destroyed it. You say, well, we wanted them to listen that we shouldn't murder each other. I'm thinking, you go to any major city, somebody made the point in Chicago two nights ago, and one night, 48 were shot. Eight of them died. I'm like, so you read those texts about doing good and doing evil. Sin. It's 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 sin. It's a spiritual fix. I've been saying for years. I, I, the reason I talk about my sinful past, the guy who wrote what I just read in Romans one two, and to get over to three, here comes Jesus. Now a righteousness from God apart from law has been made known, to which the law and prophets testify. It comes from God through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There's no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace. That was the text I was thinking about, sin and grace. I mean, there it is, that transition. Jesus solved our problem, but you say to get people to realize that, it's like pulling teeth. Yeah, But I think even where we're at in John, you know, they had the old law, God— sets it up to say, you know, here's if if you wanna be perfect, here it is. And now when Jesus comes as the transition to fulfill that law, he runs up on a scenario where here's a bunch of guys, religious people, with rocks, and they're fixing to kill a woman who was caught in the act of adultery in John eight. And a lot of religious people that I've met they don't like that this story is in the Bible because it doesn't really fit their narrative because she's guilty. She's not a good person. You think about her husband, what she's done to him and the kids and this, you know, and, and she's violated the law willfully. And then I've been there. <laughs> yeah. And here comes Jesus and he's like, oh, wait a minute. You know, this is not the proper way to enforce the law, which he to me he is— He said the one who's never sinned, you throw the first stone. Well, right, but I'm just making a point about what's going on in our country. You had a police officer who was not enforcing the law. In fact, 
he was showing he wasn't protecting and serving he was disregarding you know a human life correct and so that's not the proper way to enforce the law right. and and Jesus was making the same point cuz this woman was fixed to die yep and uh and by the way you know you know that's true because that set that text is set up and this is John 8 with they they were trying to trap Jesus. So their motive wasn't just, you know, we we got to do the law. They had ulterior right. motives as to what they were trying and, to do. Which showed a disregard for this human life. They right. didn't care about this girl. Did not care about the girl. Didn't care about, and if she had to die to prove their point, fine with them. So, you know, I see similarities there in the, in the lack of regard for human life. And what I like about Jesus, not just in that story, but in all stories, he always came to the rescue of every human being. In every moment, no matter where they were from, you already had the John 4 story. Samaritan woman. No matter what they've been through, John 5, here's a guy who basically had just become to people uh, a burden. Walking past him for 40 years. Walking past him, don't care about him. And so it's amazing how many stories, if you read it for yourself in the book of John, on how people had disregarded their lives for whatever reason. And here comes Jesus saying, no, this 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 is value. I explained it to Laura Trump. I was on her radio podcast the other day. I said, I just noticed, and I think everyone, even atheists, would agree. Even the atheist, which we love, we're like, dude, think about this. We love everybody. Yeah. So look, where the Jesus rate is high. Book of John tells stories, and now you fast forward 2,000 years, we had the same type stories going on. Where the Jesus rate is high, the crime rate, do you all agree, is always low. Where Jesus is there, the crime rate is low. Where there is no Jesus, no recognition of Jesus, you say the crime rate is always high. I, I didn't read that anywhere. I've just observed and I'm looking at it, and Jace, you're right. You take Jesus out of the equation, take him out and the knowledge of him in your heart where he's not there. Oh, the crime rate is going to be high. Yeah. And where he is, I've just watched it. You say the crime rate's low if, if, if Jesus well, supposedly is supposedly this guy was a believer. Yeah, you know? that's what I heard. Uh, let's take a quick break. I was thinking, Jace, that your point back to the woman. Um, once everybody, you know, Jesus said, if the first one without sin, you know, throw the first stone. And then it said the older ones first, which is interesting. Started dropping, Started the, rocks. dropping the rocks. And then the young ones. You notice that passion. You By know, the way, am I dreaming? Uh, I just looked at the age age of everyone and what struck me was i said there's very few people over 35 i'd say even young even probably over i'm looking and i'm thinking where did all these young people come up with some of this stuff i mean they're smart enough to be hiding bottles of gasoline in the bushes they'll know where they are tonight when they're going to go down there and burn Mm -hmm. the next door. But some of these people... This thing was organized. Well, because what happened is these people... Why is it that age group, young people? I'm fixed to tell you, some of these people who are anti-America and anti-God and anti-any organized, uh, you know, corporation or having governments, and they just wait on an opportunity to try to 
cause chaos and disorder because wrongfully they think that if we cause such a problem, maybe the whole thing will crash and crumble, and then we can take over and start a new world. You know, I saw yeah. Obama did, giving a speech in 15 about Baltimore, and when Baltimore was on fire, every yep. night we're watching it. And he, he was saying in his press conference what we just said. He challenged. He said, this isn't protest. You have hijacked this. You are thugs. You're arson. He went through the whole well, bit. Right. I mean, because he saw it. So this is more of an uprising. What Jason's talking about is an uprising. It's young people. It is That's right. Marxist in nature. Look, they're they're not political. They hate all politicians. They they want to like. This is reminds me of like what Charles Manson did. He was like, let's start some chaos that will dethrone organized, destroy, country. burn it all. Yeah, down. that that was his same thought. So let's go kill someone and frame the cops remember that's what he that was his thinking they put you know uh pigs or whatever on it and and he was trying to cause social chaos so that somehow in his demented mind he could take over the world and so it was all like a plan when you watch the shows and interviews it's so disturbing you're like this this was your plan my point is i just think that i've been saying this for years I think maybe politically could be helped here, that, but I don't think it's a political fix. I think it's a spiritual well, fix. No doubt. I mean, look, Jesus. And I think sin and the ravages of it is uh, sweeping the country, and we're getting a glimpse of what sin and hell looks like. Well, you remember in it's hell on earth in, in these, John, these in John one when it it said Jesus is the one and only. He came full of grace and truth. Yep. So. The way I was explaining my sermon yesterday is that's a coin, and you got grace on one side and truth on the other. Jesus brought both. And so I thought it was really interesting what he told uh, Pilate in in John 18. He said, you're right in saying I'm a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And meanwhile, he's being derailed by the justice Oh, the man did nothing wrong. I mean, you talk about an innocent man led to the slaughter. Every time I hear, look, as bad as this story is, and there's been many others throughout American history. You remember the, you know, the guy that said, "Why can't we just get along?" Oh yeah, Rodney King. All all these things that 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 happened, the riots. uh, You know, the late sixties, tons of riots. It never worked. You know, but here's Jesus, who, if anybody, you know, had something different than what we said we all have sin we all need grace how we respond to situations matters here jesus didn't do anything wrong he made us he made civilization he has been railroaded at every turn look what they did to him and they beat him and to a unrecognizable because and everything he did was good so guess what you know crap happens yeah and it happened and he used that you know to rescue us but that you know, Phil, you were accused. Here's what's amazing to me: the the most non-racist person I know is you, because yep. you raised us as many faults as you had, and we've gone through that. Uh, <laughs> one of them <laughs> was that we were raised pre-Jesus and after Jesus. You don't take in consideration someone's skin color. That's right. And so, at a you were saying human race, even when you weren't a Christian, you you got look racism and hatred. Now that those are learned behaviors. When you take two little kids playing at the playground, 
you know, I'm talking about little kids. They'll play. They yeah. they don't. Makes nobody no ever stops and says, "Oh, well, I'm playing with the black kid." They they hear that from their you know parents or cousin or uncle or whatever. or whatever. So we were raised at a early age. So it's like I remember bringing a guy to Jesus, and before that actually happened, he came and visited our church, and he leaned over and he said, "There's black people in here," and I leaned back and said, "I hadn't noticed." I mean, it made me mad that he said that. <laughs> yeah, he even know? said that. And I looked up a few minutes later, and he was he was tearing up, you know. And I said, what's wrong? And he's like, I was just, you know, raised a racist. And, and it's good. Hmm. The fact that I didn't notice brought him to tears, you know. But I'm like, these are this is my family here. We're not worried about the pigmentation on, of skin. Yeah, the bottom line is. Hang, hang on, Dan. Let's take one last break. I, it is interesting, going back to all of what we've read in John, here's God's statement on law enforcement and each one of us. Everyone must submit to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. You say, well, what kind of structure is it? Is it, uh, is it communism? Is it socialism? Is it capitalism? He didn't go into all that. He said God has established authorities. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. This is pretty serious stuff when you say, well, here's what I think about the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rulers, and he's talking about ruler written 2,000 years ago. You say this wasn't a democratic republic here. No, not the Roman Empire. The commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, which you just saw, do not steal, do not covet, and whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. The, the law enforcement agent working for the Minneapolis Police Department forgot that. He made a mistake there. The people who were with him made the mistake. They should have got him off the guy. That's right. You said, should have done yeah. that, but he didn't do it. Well, here comes somebody along, sees the video, and says, and they forget everything in law is summed up in one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. The people who got in the streets, you say, they're showing us the opposite. They don't love their neighbor either. They're stealing from them, and they're burning their businesses down. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Love does no harm. You can't rob, loot, and burn and say we're doing it because we saw someone else who was harming his neighbor. So we're going to harm our neighbors on a bigger scale. Maybe y'all, though, then you'll all listen and we'll all come together and love one another. Yeah. It's not going to work out. No, it, it just, yeah, was, I'm telling you, it's a deficit and a love problem. And love is the fulfillment of all the law. You think about it, you say. Yeah. I thought the other day when I was metal detecting, you know, Murray and I, we, had, we had found some coins. And then all of a sudden we started finding Civil War bullets. And at first, you know, it was kind of exciting because you're thinking it's 200 years old, you know. Yeah. And then 
we kept finding more and more and more. And at some point in that, it became kind of sobering. I thought, you know, there was a time in our history, and you still see signs of it, where there were people, Americans, shooting at each other. And oh, hitting each other. And hitting each yeah. other. One of these bullets might have gone through another American. That's right. Over a question of can some of these people own the other people because they have a different skin color. And I thought, y'all yeah, just looking at those bullets, and I thought, man, what, what, what sinful, what a sinful idea. That's you know, right. instead of looking at people like the human race. But, you know, it's one thing to read the story. It's another thing to be staring at that bullet out there in a field thinking hey, they were shooting at each other over this. So my answer to the situation, because I know we have to go, is I think the three most read verses in our podcast, other than the book we're studying in John, has been that 1 Corinthians 12 where it said we are all given the one spirit to drink in Jesus. There's neither slave nor free, Jew nor Greek. You know, we're all one in Christ. Galatians three twenty six and one 27. One race, human race. There's no male nor female. And all this equality and this battle over our differences, it's amazing how in Jesus you're free from that. That's why I'm sitting in the church building. It will work. And I'm not noticing that the person sitting next to me whom I love, who I'll grab their hand, is black. It never crosses my mind. I, I went past noticing that years ago and so but it's found in jesus and those principles even before you and my mom came to jesus that was a godly principle that we're all the same made in the image of god this police officer did not view that person as made in the image of god that's right and so i say don't let the exceptions in our law enforcement dictate our society when they when they break the law just like any other person, you put them down. Make you know, make a state. If you want to protest, protest. But don't let these other groups who are anti-America and anti-God come in and do the same thing that started the whole process. And look, protest. if your neighbor sins against you, yeah, that's fine to say. But what if it happened to your one of your family members? Or you, you'd say, I have to forgive him. They're like, forgive him. I mean, look. How many times we're going to forgive? Jesus said, they said, seven? Jesus said, 70 times seven. Forgive them and move on. It's a tough concept. It's a spiritual fix, and I don't know whether the nation's going to see it or not, but if they don't, the thing, whole thing's going to implode on us. Well, I think that's why it's important for us to have these discussions and to uh, keep it where it should be. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.